0: Hello, and thank you for tuning in to The Gathering Church, a place of grace. Sit back, relax, and listen in. The last five weeks, we have been, for the whole month of January, in this message series called A Fresh Start. Amen? I believe that every new year, God gives us a fresh start. I don't care what mistakes you made in 2011, I don't care what you got hooked up in, or what things you missed out on, or what things you should have missed out on, you didn't, I don't know what what 2011 meant for you, amen, but I believe that this is a new year, and God is giving us a fresh beginning, a fresh start, so week one, which was January the first, amen, what a blessing that we was able to share our New Year's Day here in God's house. And we spoke about having a fresh start. And then Pastor Edgar did such a wonderful job during the second week, and he spoke about having a fresh start in your spiritual life. Amen? Because we have to start with the spirit before we go to the natural things. Amen? You got to make sure the spirit, your heart, your spirit, your soul is right. Because if your soul is not right, you won't be in the place to receive all that God has for you in the natural. And so we talked about having a fresh start in the spirit. Then Pastor Averna came, amen, and she taught us and broke the bread of life. And she said, hey, you have to have a fresh start in your service to others, amen? The way you treat others, the way you give to others, the way you spend time with others, you have to have a fresh start in that area. Because sometimes as saints, amen, without our sanctified Holy Ghost filled selves, amen, we can be full of ourselves, amen, and we can forget to serve our brothers and sisters, amen. We can forget to discern the needs around us. I was reading first Corinthians not too long ago, chapter eleven. And you know, we read the communion lesson. Amen. We do it every first Sunday. And he said, Many of you are sick and have fallen asleep. And really, he said, Many of you have sick and died. And he said, Because you do not deserve the Lord's body. So, you know, I, you know, growing up in church, I always thought deserve the Lord's body. You mean just what discerning what God did for us on the cross. And that wasn't what Paul was talking about. He said, "You don't discern the Lord's body. We're the body of Christ. You don't discern the needs of the people around you, because you're not helping out your brother and sister. That's why some are sick and some have died, because we're not meeting each other's needs." And so Pastor so Pastor Iverson talked about us serving each other and loving each other, which was awesome. And then Minister Dwayne came last week. He had the audacity. He had the nerve. I don't know who he thought he was to talk about God wants to give you a fresh start in your finances. And he whipped us and beat us with the word and then gave us a, a dose of Holy Ghost at the end and said, now go have a fresh start in your money. Amen. And so that was such a blessing. So this week I'm closing out this series, A Fresh Start, and I'm talking about how to keep it fresh. As we move on into February and into the rest of 2012, how do we as believers keep it fresh? How do we keep it moving? Because sometimes, you know, we start out, you know, in a new year, we make these resolutions that we're going to do such and such, we're going to lose weight, we're going to stop this, we're going to do this, and then by the time February comes, <laughs> we're right back doing the same habits that we said we want to break back, amen, in the beginning of the year. So how do we keep it fresh? How do we keep it clean? How do we keep it new? How do we keep the very things that we purposed in our heart to do fresh? How do we keep this fresh start going? Because for many of us it's easy to start, but it's hard to follow through. Some of us we're great starters. We'll make a decision quick. I'm gonna do that. Yes. That word touched my heart, Pastor. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna pray. Yes, I'm gonna pray more. And then that long clock go at 5 a.m. the next morning. Oh, I'm going to, tomorrow I'm gonna to do it. Tomorrow I'm tired. I gotta sleep. I got to sleep, I gotta sleep. And when you wake up, oh I'm late for work. I gotta go. I can't pray this morning. I gotta go about my business. And so we never actually follow through on the promises that we made to God. And so we give God these broken promises. We, we sing songs like, Lord, I, I give you my heart and I give you my soul. And, and, and we're basically giving God lip service. Amen. We, we, we're saying, Lord, I love you and, I, and I'll do anything you want me to do. Then when he tells us what we need to do, we don't do it because we do not follow through. Amen. So God wants us this year to be able to keep it fresh the commitment that you've made to God this, this year to, to, to renew your spiritual life, amen, to, to, to be fresh in, in serving others, to, to be clear in your finances, amen. We want to keep that, amen. The Bible says do not be deceived, amen. Do not be hearers only and not doers of the word, Amen? Because if we do that, we hear, and we say, mm-hmm, that sounds good, yeah, I'm going to do that, uh-huh, then go out the door and don't do it. The Bible says you're deceiving yourself. You're deceiving yourself. So we want to make sure that we're not walking in self-deception this year, but that we're walking in integrity and honor and in God's truth this morning. So let's just go into the, the Word of God this morning. Let's just go into the Scripture. Let's, let's see what God would have for us To hear this morning. I have a few notes here, but I don't know if the Holy Ghost will ever let me get to these notes, but we're just going to follow the Spirit of God this morning. Amen. Father, bless the word that will go forth in power and in might. Speak to our hearts. Give us what we need to hear. As the faces differ, so does the need this morning. And I pray that not one soul will leave here the way they came. In the precious name of Jesus, I ask all these things. And if you believe that, say amen. Amen. Tell your neighbor, say neighbor, Keep it fresh. Tell somebody else, the neighbor, keep it fresh. That's right. You got to keep it fresh. Back in the day in the age, we were talking about being funky fresh. got to keep it fresh. Amen. That means you got to keep it new. Amen. Come on. When you get married, you're on a honeymoon. It's fresh. But talk to that couple about a year later. You will keep it fresh. You got to keep it new. Come on. You got to renew it. Amen. You got to keep that spice going. Amen. I keep it new. Me and my wife, we'll be married by God's grace 10 years this year. Amen? Come on, you better praise God. That's more than 72 days. Come on. Come on. Bless God. Hallelujah. Through dangers, toils, and stares. Hey, I have already come. Amen. 10 years. Amen. But we have to keep it fresh to take time to replenish and renew ourselves so we can keep the romance fresh. Amen. God wants us to keep it fresh this year. When we talk about the new year, we speak about a reset button, resetting starting from to the beginning. We talk about a reboot When you reboot a computer. Sometimes I have an iPhone and my iPhone begins to malfunction. And so I'll, I'll call the, 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 the technician. He said, did you reboot your iPhone? When you reboot it, it will begin to function properly. If we find ourselves in a place where we're not functioning properly, then you need a reset. You need a reboot. And this is the perfect time of the year to experience that. The new year is us turning over a new leaf. God wants us to be transformed. He does not want us to remain the same. As Christians, our job is to grow from glory to glory, from faith to glory to faith. In other words, you're going from one 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 understanding of who God is to a greater understanding, then to a greater understanding, then to a greater understanding. Your faith is getting stronger from faith to faith. Your faith is getting stronger and stronger and stronger through every trial, through every circumstance, through everything that you go through you're getting stronger as a believer. That's why we go through. It makes us stronger. There's a saying that what doesn't break you makes you stronger. Absolutely. God uses, often uses trials and trouble to make us stronger. So he wants us this year to be refreshed, renewed. It's time to hit that reset button. It's time to be rebooted so we can function properly. Now, we know that everybody makes these resolutions. So I said, let me look up what the word resolution means, you know. Because sometimes we can think we know what something means, amen. But it's nothing like looking into old good old Webster's dictionary to get an understanding, amen. Amen, I want to make sure I got my education right, you know. I want to make sure I, I read it properly, amen. So when we look at the word resolution, yes, I know the word is education. I'm just playing. I am educated. Praise the Lord. Like he said This he in a college, so he you know what he's saying, girl? He ain't been talking right. What kind of preacher is that? You know what I'm talking about. Praise the Lord. Let's try to keep you waking alert in here. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. When we look at the word resolution, the word means a firm decision. Not just something you just make off the whim. Amen. A firm decision to do or not to do something. That's what it means. A firm decision to do or not to do something. Second meaning of the second meaning on the definition of the word resolution. It means the action of solving a problem, a dispute, or a contentious matter. Say that again. The action of solving a problem, a dispute, or a contentious matter. And number three, it's the quality of being determined or resolute or resolute. Resolution, a firm decision. To do or not to do something. Let this be the year you make a firm decision, not just something you hear that sounds good. Like yeah, I know I need to do that. Like you know I know I need to go to the gym. Yeah, I'ma go. I'ma go. I'm going. Go, go. That's not a firm decision. That's just, that, that's just wishful thinking. Yeah, I know I should lose a couple of pounds. Yeah, I'm get ready for this summer. You ain't really make no decision. You just you, you feel bad that you haven't done it, but you but you haven't purposed in your heart to do it. God wants us to make a firm decision. So people say, oh yeah, I want to be saved. I want to set Christ in my life. And it gets so moved by the moment, amen, that once the moment is gone, they revert back to what they used to do because they didn't make a firm, a solid decision. When we make a resolution to the Lord, amen, it's a firm decision. When you sing hymns like I have decided to follow Jesus, I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. No, that, that's a firm decision. No turning back. Come on, the cross before me, the world behind me, no turning back. That's a firm decision. In your walk with God this year, you need, you need to make a firm decision. That no matter what comes, hell, high water, no matter what happens, I'm making a firm decision. When I sent my nuptials to my wife almost ten years ago, Amen. I made a firm decision. You are my wife. I am forsaking all others. Amen. I don't care how good they look. I don't care how big ba doom -doom is. If they got the ham shells and whatever, I have committed myself to you. Let some woman come up in my face. Come on now. I don't care how fine they are. My wife is the finest woman in the world. Come on. And you try to come after me, she's gonna tear you down. Huh? Don't mess with you. I, I see that smile. But that's a pit bull under that smile. Don't play it, that smile. <laughs> She'll bark. Amen. And no steps to my wife. You see, you see another side of Pastor Arthur. Praise the Lord. I'll be the glory. I made a firm decision. Amen. Come on, you gotta protect your decision now. Oh God. You gotta protect your investment. Come on you got to protect your stuff come on now come on if i made a decision come on i got to protect it this thing come on you made a decision to work for a company you better protect your job you better get there on time you better make sure your corporate not trying to overshadow you come on you better do your part come on now because yeah i did her work because she was late this morning yeah i could do it after a while i was like we don't need you your decision ain't firm to work there come on you better make a firm decision This morning, you better be resolute. You better know that you know that you know. That's what God wants for us this this, this year. The action of solving a problem, a dispute, or a contentious matter. We make a resolution. It's us going into action. Not reaction. That's what we often do. We react, but we don't act. Something happens in our life. Something causes us to be troubled. Something causes us to become contentious. Something causes us to to be in a place where we're disputing and we are reacting instead of acting. This is a year for you to act. Come on, this is not a year for you to be moved. This is a year for you to act, for you to be stable. Not to get caught up in your emotions because your emotions can lead you astray. It can. You can feel like you, you you're nothing, you, you're, you're incomplete, you're broken, you're busted, you're disgusted, and that's not the truth. And the enemy again, is just deceiving you. You have to realize that you're royalty. you are a king's kid. There's something specially unique about you. Amen? So what you don't look like her. So what? you don't act like him. So what? you don't have the same times she has. So what? you don't have the same times he has. So time has. So what? You are fearfully and wonderfully made. There's something unique about you, so unique as your fingerprint. Ain't one fingerprint the same. Out of 7 billion people on the earth, there's 7 billion different types of fingerprints. Not one is the same. You are unique. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. This is a time for action. God wants us to act, not to react. He wants us to deal with those issues in our lives so that we can stay on course. If your spiritual life is not where it needs to be, this is the time to act. If you serving others is not where it needs to be, you need to act. If your finances sure enough ain't when they need to be, it's time to face the music and act. That's what God wants us to do this morning. I don't care how painful it is. Because the longer you procrastinate, the worse it will get. And then you have to wait till 2013 till I preach this message all over again and say, well, maybe this year I'll get it right. Because I remember 2012 pastor said it was the year to do something, and I didn't do something. So maybe this is the year 2013. Man, this is the year I do something. They don't we'll do something 2013, and 2014. Well maybe this time of the year I do something. Maybe I do something about this year. And next thing your whole life can pass you by. Amen. And when you really make up your mind to do something, it's too late! Because you wasted God's time. I didn't say your time, I said God's time. Every time we, every breath we breathe is God's. Wasting his time when we don't do what he's called us to do. The Bible says he who knows to do something right and does not do it to him, it is sin. It is sin. When you know to do something right, you know the truth. And you ain't doing it, it's sin. It's wrong. And you block your blessing because the Bible says if you regard iniquity in your heart, he won't hear from you. He will not hear from you. Lord, please bless me. Lord, get me out of this situation. Lord, help me pass this class. Lord, my profession, get on my nerve. Lord, send my spouse. Lord, I love him, but I can't. And Lord, this and Lord, that. And God said, "Mm mm-hmm, but you got sin in your heart. I can't respond to your request right now. Leave a message after the beep. Boop. I'm busy. He can't hear from you. He's sending you the voicemail. It's not that urgent because you got sin in your heart. And until we learn to deal with these things, we won't experience the full blessing of what God has for us. I know it's tight, but it's right. It's the truth this morning. And no one is exempt from it, not even me. Amen. I'm the first partaker of this. So I'm going to give you this morning what I call the seven R's. The seven R's this morning. I'm going to tell you how to keep it fresh. I want you to follow the road. I call it the road of resolution. Amen. If we're going to have firm decisions to do or not to do something, if we're going to have the be in the action of solving a problem, a dispute, or contentious matter, if we're going to deal with the qual or we're going to have the quality of being determined or resolute, then we need to follow the road of resolution. This is a path that God has outlined for us to live as. Believers, and I call it the road of resolution, It's to keep us on track for this leap year 2012. Here you will find the seven R's, amen, the road of resolution. It is good to make godly resolutions, to keep these steps. We want to help you today. I want to help you to stay on the right track. Here's the first R. First R is relationship. 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 Reaffirm your relationship with God. Where do you stand with God right now? Right now. Not what you did yesterday. Not, not the altar call you came to last year. I'm talking about right now. Right now. What's the time? 12.35? 12.20? 12.25? Where do you stand with God right now? That's under the sound of my voice. Those who are listening on this podcast. Where, where, where do you stand with God. This is the time, this is the year, this is the moment to reaffirm your relationship with God. The Bible says in Micah chapter 6 verse 8, the Lord has told you what is good and this is what, he's, this is what he requires of you to do what is right. Love mercy and to walk humbly with your God. Are you walking with God? Are you walking with him this morning? We just sing the song, and he walks with me, and he talks with me, and he tells me that I am his own. What's the rest of the word? Y'all don't know hymns. It's a shame. Y'all so contemporary. Brother Dwayne, they don't know the hymns. We got to do a hymn Sunday or something. I do old school worship. Amen. Reaffirm your relationship with God. That's what he wants us to do. That's what he's challenging you to do this morning, to reaffirm your relationship. That's the first R, relationship. Making sure your relationship is on course. If you constantly are checking your relationship, making sure that it's right, that it's tight, that it's cool, you're cool with God, then then you're fine. That's the first step. That's the first step on the road of resolution. Number two, I love this one. It's the word review, 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 review. Review means to look again, review, amen, to go back, to look again. Reflect on the past year and ask God to show you areas of sin and weaknesses, amen, that might have hindered your spiritual growth. Review, go back. I know sometimes, you know, we want to sin it and forget it, right? We sin, instead of set it and forget it, sin it and forget it. I'm trying to be funny. Reveal. Go back. Ask God. I love, I, I, I love what, 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 the Psalm, what the psalmist wrote in Psalm 139, verse 23 to 24. He says, search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life. Review. When you go into prayer, ask God to search you. Come on, because this sin in there, you want to make sure you get it right. You you're not playing no games. Well, I was locked up in there, because many times the Holy Spirit would begin to point things out in your life that you didn't even realize that was there. You're like, Lord, I got bitterness in me. What you talking about, Lord? Not me, oh Lord. Could it be me? I'm your son. He you said, Yeah, this bitterness. And no, Lord, this love and graciousness and mercy, God. You know that's how you talk to the Lord. You be like you lie. I'm like, no, Lord, I tell not a lie. I speak only truth, Father. Just love you, God. How great is thou, God. And we just faking it, and the Holy Ghost is convicting us, and we put turning a deaf ear to him. And we know we've done wrong. We, we know we we arrogant, and we we, we got issues, and we don't want to deal with the truth. But he said, review. Review. If you're going to stay on the right path this year on the road of resolution, review. Review. Go back. Ask God. Lord, search me. Come on now. I, I, I know it's not proven the Lord shows you yourself. When he show you yourself, it's not a pretty thing. Because you'll see how ugly, how messed up, how because basically he's showing you your sinful nature. He's letting you know that you ain't but so much without him. And all the good that you do have is because of him. If you think about doing good, it's because of him. There's no good in you. It's God in you. He he produces the good in you. Amen? You can't do nothing without God. Review, review. Reveal. And once you reveal, you're going to go, oh, my God. Lord, I didn't see that. Oh, man. And so what's the next thing you have to do? Repent. You got to repent. You got to repent. You got to repent. Now, what does repent mean? Pent, penthouse suite, right? Go to the pent. Amen? Pent means the top. Amen? Repent means you're coming back to the top. That means when you sinned, you fell down from the top. In other words, you moved out of your position, amen, of hierarchy. You moved out of your position of being at the top. You moved out of your position of being successful. You moved out of your position of being the head and not the tail. You moved out of your position. So when you repent, he restores you back to the place where you need to be. Because you can see more at the top. Oh, God, that you can't at the bottom. Come on, it's nothing but a bird's-eye view at the top. He gives you precision at the top. Come on, he gives you eagle eye vision at the top. You can see what others can't see when you're at the top. When you're at the top of your life, you can see things, you can do things, you can see further than what other people can see. People can see his death, but you can see down the hall. As a matter of fact, you can see down the block. As a matter of fact, you can see to the other side of the city. Come on, when you're at the top, God wants you to get back to the top today, but you gotta repent. You gotta admit what's wrong and you gotta make it right before God this morning. The Bible says in 1st John chapter 1 verse 9, if we confess our sins to Him, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all All wickedness or all unrighteousness, the NIV says, right? Confess your sins to God and ask him to forgive you this morning. Repent. Come back to the top. We think repent is such a bad word because we, we see people in the street. We see them at the gay parades telling gays you're going to hell. Repent. Turn or burn and different things. And we just totally messed up the word. Repent was not a bad word. It was a good word. Repent is God saying, I want you to have the best, but I need you just to admit that you're wrong in that and that you need my help in that area. That you didn't do it the way I ordered you to do it. You made a mistake, and I just say sorry. I say, said, Lord, I'm not going to do it that way no more. I'm going to do it your way. And God said, we do it my way. I'll give you the strength to do it my way. See, it's not, it's not like you're doing it by yourself and you have some type of willpower, you don't got no willpower. Only power you got is Holy Ghost power. That's the only power that will help you to live right. Come on now. When my wife and I, we were courting, at times it would get hot. (laughs) You know what I'm talking about? And the passion would get in the flow and I said, Lord, oh God, you better help me. And God will give me the strength to turn the other way. You better come. Don't look at me like I'm the only one. You were doing it last night. Come on. That's why you were late to church this morning. Don't play with me. The name of Jesus. The Holy Ghost will give you the strength to do right. He'll give you the strength to lock it down. Come on. That's what I'm going there. Come on. It's not all about telling a lie and not stealing it. Come on. He'll keep you from having sex. He'll keep you holy. Come on. He'll keep you righteous. Come on, somebody. He'll keep you pure do we'll keep you from looking at that porno site. Come on. I ain't right, playing games this morning. Let's tell the truth and shame the devil. He will give you the strength to do it, but you got to repent. You got to repent. Whatever it is, you got to repent. I don't know what he's telling you about. You know what area you got to repent in. He said, I want to bring you to the top. I want to give you ego vision. Come on. You know what it is at the, what it is to be at the top. Come on. Come on, the top, you got the biggest space. Come on, you have panoramic vision. You can see all around. Come on, you don't want to be stuck in a little apartment at the bottom where God says, I got the top for you. You're stuck in some little assistant associate job and God says, I want you to be the supervisor. I want to take you to the top floor. But you won't, if you don't repent, you won't get there because you won't get there in your own strength. Lord, I'm trying to have a a straight A average, but I'm struggling. You won't get there without God. Okay, how smart mama and daddy told you you were. You won't be as much as you can be without God. Your human knowledge won't get you there. I don't care how much skill and how much networking skills you got. Come on, I don't care how creative your writing is. Come on. I don't care how long you studied. Come on now. You will not get there without God. Come on, you'll be nothing but a second-rate believer. You will not have the fullness of what God has for you unless you do it his way. I don't even know why I'm preaching like this. But I'm trying to encourage you this morning. I'm not trying to beat you up. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm trying to give you truth this morning. God has so much in store. if you could only see. When I see your faces, man, I see greatness on each and every one of you. You can't see what I can see. I see great things for you. I see powerful things for you. God has a glorious future. I don't care how old you are. I don't care how late you started. He has great things for you. But until you repent and get it right, you won't see it. You'll think about it. You'll dream about it. You'll talk about it, but you won't be about it. You won't have it. Until you get your heart right. Keep your heart right. But Pastor, I keep repenting and, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I keep doing the same thing over and over again. I can't break this habit. But well, then you need to take the step and step you need to tell somebody so they can help you. Come on now. You need to get some help. Come on, you need to get a brother or sister who you can trust. Not someone's going to blab your business around the church. Come on. This ain't one of those churches. All right now. Get someone who you can talk to and said, this is what I'm dealing with, and I'm struggling in this area, would you pray for me? Would you be my accountability partner, my brother or my sister? And when I struggle, I'm going to call you so we can pray together. Come on, before we get in the heat of battle, I want you to pray for me so I can be victorious. Come on. And you think twice about doing that thing, because you don't want to tell your brother that you messed up. That's the purpose of accountability. You don't be like, well, how you doing? Well, I messed up. You don't, want to, you, don't want, you don't want to feel defeated. And if you did, get back up. Try, try, try again. Come on now. See, the problem, we fall down, but we don't get up. A righteous man fall how many times? All right, now that's a lot of falling in one day. That's a whole lot of mistakes and a whole lot of tripping and, 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 and tripping and scraping your knee and stuff, but he get back up. The Lord asked more a question. He said, you want to the difference between a righteous man and a sinner? I said, what you mean? He said, he said, what's the difference? I said, Lord, I don't know what you're talking about. What's, what is the difference? He said, a righteous man gets back up. A sinner stays now. He can't get up. If you repent, he'll get back up. You'll get back up. You will come back to the top. I hope you're getting this this morning. I pray you're getting this this morning. Amen. I'm going to buy the CD and bless myself. Lord, Hallelujah, Hallelujah! Bless myself, Jesus. Thank you, God. Mm. Go to a Holy Ghost preaching. Praise the Lord. Acts 3:19. We're still talking about repentance. I think you say got seven hours. I do, but we're still stuck on repentance right now. Amen. Acts 3:19 says this. It's just one verse, and I was talking with my wife about it yesterday, and I said this is powerful. And it says, Repent then and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out, that times of refreshing may come from the Lord. That times of refreshing will come from the Lord. Repent then and turn to God. When you're repenting, you're turning to God. He's saying, I can't do it. I turn to myself. That's how I got jacked up in this situation in the first place. Okay, Lord, but now I'm going to repent. All right? I'm going to turn to you, and I'm going to restore back to my place where I need to be. All right? He said that your sins may be wiped out. Not dotted over. You know, He said, wiped. Wash on. Wash off. He's wiping your sins away like it's never existed in the first place. That's what he does. God does not remember your sins. He does not hold your past against you. That's the glorious thing about God. I don't care how much we messed up, how many mistakes we made, how much trouble we've been in our past. God does not hold it against you. Now, yeah, we'll do with the repercussions. Yeah, because to every sin, come on now, there is some type of repercussion that we will face because of that sin. If I shoot somebody, I'm going to jail, yes. God does forgive me for shooting somebody, yes, but I'll be in jail for the rest of my life probably. Yeah, I will, because I will deal with the repercussions. Come on now. Come on, if you have sex out of well, you get pregnant, God will forgive you, but you'll be stuck with a child for the rest of your life. Come on. Come on. God does forgive you. He does restore. Amen. But he works with everything that's left behind. Repent. Turn to God. He said that. Your sins will be wiped out. That times of refreshing will come. The next word is refresh. 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 We're keeping it fresh. Freaking fresh. We're keeping it fresh. Refresh. Ask God to refresh you and to give you new vision for this year ahead. There's a whole other message on its own. What is your vision for this year? Don't say, I just want to do good. I just want to continue what I'm doing. That's not no vision. What is your vision for this year? What is your vision? What is your dream? If you don't have a dream, ask God to give you one. What's your purpose? Why are you what are you breathing for? What's your purpose? It's not just to get a good job and make some money and and get married and settle down and get some kids. Come on. It's more, it's more, if if that's all it is, God might just go home now. He might just take me to heaven now. What is your purpose? What is your dream? What has God put in your heart to do? I use my wife as an example. We were dating in, in high school. and She went off to college. She said, I'm going to become a physical therapist. And she started on her journey of becoming a physical therapist. But always in the back of her heart, the whole idea of teaching was there. But she said, no, my family says physical therapy is more lucrative. That's a career. And I think it's a wise choice for me. And so... I'm going to go down the path of becoming a physical therapist. Well, God would have it. By the time she got to her junior year in college, the program for physical therapy got closed. And she said, Lord, I'm taking physical therapy. I'm going to find one way or another to get physical therapy. So you were taking, what was the science course? She was starting to take physics. She said, okay, physics is a part of the curriculum to become a physical therapist. So I'm gonna take physics. Well, she began to take physics and she realized that the teacher was speaking a whole nother language. And I wasn't talking about other tongues either. She was speaking a language that she did not know. She said, well, let me drop out this semester and I'll try it again the next. And tried it again the second time. And she said, he's still speaking that weird language. Let me let me just drop out again this time. Maybe you're changing my path, God. And she began to pray. And God said, I never called you to physical therapy. I called you to be an educator. As a matter of fact, I called you to create curriculums and mathematics. Come on. And so God began to change her course. And what should have took four years took six. To graduate because she didn't do it the original way that God intended in the first place. Don't make that mistake. Find out what the dream that God has put in your heart. I look at Brother Olu this morning. I'm going to school to become a doctor because I'm going down the medical field because it's a lucrative career. This is the path that I believe God has outlined for me, and I would do my family justice by going down this righteous path. And so he chose to go down this righteous path. And while he was in school, the Lord began to build his heart and said, "I didn't call you to that. I called you to be an artist." Don't sound that don't sound lucrative. I don't know about being an artist, but God says, "What I called you to be." See what God what God calls you, He will provide. Wherever God guides, He provides. My wife is a teacher. She still got a job. Where I was losing their jobs and going crazy, what God guides, he provides. Where is God guiding you to? What is he saying to you? What is he calling you to do? Look, I didn't want to pastor. God called me to start pastoring at the age of 24. That was not on my plan. If anything, I would have been an associate pastor by the time I was in my 40s. Here I am in my twenties trying to pastor a church. God owe you out your mind. But what God guides, He provides. And whatever God is calling you to do this month, you better be obedient to Him. Students, make sure you have the proper, you have the proper major. Make sure you, you don't waste time and money. Don't do it the hard way. Do it God's way. When my parents are paying, my, my wife's parents were paying her bills too. When she said education, they say you on your own, boom. You own your own. My wife paid for her education. She worked. She paid for her education out of her own pocket and doesn't have any debt. Not one loan. Nothing. But God guides, He provides. So I don't care what your family, what your boo boo, your boyfriend, I don't care what they say. What is God telling you? You know the true dream that God has put in your heart. Don't let anyone or anything silence your voice. Your voice needs to be heard. Tap your neighbor real quick. say, neighbor, I want to hear your voice. Oh, come on, you got to tell somebody else that they didn't get that one. Gotcha. the so neighbor, I need to hear your voice. Come on now. Come on, I need to hear you. Come on, I need to hear you. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? I need to hear you. I need to hear what you have to say. So God wants to refresh us. Bible says, Jeremiah 29, 11, I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. They are plans of good and not of disaster. God got some good stuff in store for you to give you a hope and a future, not a disaster. That means in God, he said you're not going to be moved. He said he's going to give you everything that you need. Even in the midst of a recession, you will have progression. Come on. Come on now. Come on, people will walk out on you. People will turn their backs on you. You might lose a job. You might lose a car. But he said, come on, it's not disaster. I'm just, your setback is your setup for your blessing. I'm refreshing you. I'm giving you what you need. Number five, the fifth R. Come on, we got three more to go and we're done. Number five, renew. Renew. This is the road of resolution. Renew. Renew. Ask God to help you to see your life from his perspective and to renew your commitment to his vision and purpose for your life. Renew. 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 He wants to renew you. I love what Romans chapter 12 verse 2 says. It says, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Our biggest enemy is our mind. Often what set us up for failure because we psych ourselves out of our destinies. You think you're not good enough or you think you're not the best or you listen to what someone else told you and you took that lie as a truth and you believed it and that's not what God said. Make sure you allow God to speak the truth to your mind. Then you will learn to know God's will for you which is good and pleasing and perfect. I'm giving you right now the very formula that you need. If you don't know your dream, listen carefully. Do not copy the behavior and customs of this world. Don't do everybody else does. Don't do what your friend do. That's good for your friend. That's good for your brother. That's good for your mother. That's good for your father. That's good for them. But only God knows what's good for you. It said, but let God but let God transform you into a new person. How does he do this? By changing the way you think. God is going, God is going to transform you by the renewing of your mind. As you, He's going to show you the path he has outlined for you. As I'm speaking to you right now, God is touching your mind. He's causing you to think about things and see things from a perspective that you've never seen them before. That's the Holy Spirit. That is God saying, don't think the way they think. Think the way I'm causing you to think. I'm transforming your mind because if you have a transformed mind, you'll have a transformed life. Then you, here it is, then you will learn to know God's will for yourself. So so when I ask you, what is God's will? God's will is that I do blah, 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 blah. How do you know? Because this is what he spoke to me. And ever since I accepted this, my life has changed changed. That's how you know it's God. Because when God guides, he That sounds weak. When God guides, he, he Alright. Let's go to number six. I'm word, want to roll a resolution. Resolve. Resolve. Resolve to be faithful to God's purpose in your life and to glorify him in the areas that he has revealed to you as you have prayed to him. The scripture says in Philippians 3.14, I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us. Another verse says, I press towards the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. God wants us to be resolute. He wants us to resolve to be faithful. Resolve, again, it's that firm decision. No matter what happens, no matter what's going on, I choose to go all the way. I'm not giving up. I'm not giving up. I'm not giving up. I resolve. I'm, I'm going to do this thing. I'm, I'm going to go all the way. I'm not going to be a chicken. Come on now. I'm not going to act like a chicken, but God called me to be an eagle. Because some of you are hanging around chickens, and God says you're an eagle, and you clucking and clucking like they're clucking, and God says I called you to soar like an eagle. Why are you hanging down on the ground while I've called you to be at the top? you got low mind. You have a low mindset. You have a low thinking. Your thinking is too low. And God is trying to get you to see from a whole different perspective. I love the movie Aladdin where they're flying on the carpet and she begins to say, Oh, no. A new fantastic point of view. I love that because it's just like God. We allow him to transform you. He puts you into a whole new world. He gives you a new fantastic point of view. Last but not least, and this is, the, this is really the most important one, I think. At the end of the road is record. By the raising of hands, how many of you journalize? Okay, that's about a third in the room. I'm going to challenge all of you. All of you. Journalize this year. Write stuff down. Don't just say, oh, no, I remember. I know. No, you're not. You remember now that when when the heat hit the flame, you will forget. Trust me, I know. Been there, done that. Okay? Write it down. Get a journal. When you read your Bible in the morning, as a matter of fact, God didn't call you to read the Bible. He said study the Word. How can you study if you don't take notes? You take notes in all your, your college classes, at least I hope you do. Unless you got some type of photographic memory, good for you. But the average person don't. You take notes then. You're on your laptop, amen. You're on your phone. You're on your tablet, on your iPad. You're taking notes, amen. Some of you taking notes in church. Praise the Lord. That's what you're supposed to do. Come on, I'm teaching a lesson. Come on, I'm Professor Shadwick. Come on. I'm your spiritual professor. I'm trying to help you. I'm your life coach. I'm trying to help you here. That's my job. But when you are by yourself and you're studying and you're reading God's word, take notes. When something jumps and pops out to you, write it down. Journalize. Write down how you're feeling. Write your prayers down. You'll you, you, you be shocked. To realize how God has answered prayers. You didn't realize you prayed months and years ago. I have journals back before I was even married. 10, 15, 17 years ago. And I look and I say, God answered that prayer. And that prayer. Oh man, I was in this problem. I never thought I'd get out of this situation. And God answered that. And look where I am now. Record it. Write it down. If you deal with depression. I deal with depression from time to time. You know what helps me? You know what becomes cathartic for me? Writing. Journaling. Writing it down. That's what God wants you to do. Record it. Don't be lazy. When my hand gonna hurt. Well, type it. Do a video. My God, you can do a video journal. Do something. Record it. Something you can go back to. Do an audio recording. Self, God, I'm talking to you this morning. This is how, do something. Use technology. <laughs> but you have no... I, I encourage you to write it down. I'm telling you, because God will begin to you begin record things that you wrote down in your journal. God will give you promises. The things that he, he will give you. And you go back and say, God said that to me. God spoke that to me. That was a prayer that I had. I was feeling this way, but God helped me. Write it down. Get a journal. Write it down. It's very important. I'm not saying you got to write every day. Okay, I'm not saying you got to write a whole book report every day. No, just write down the thoughts. Hey, man, everybody blogging and you turn by on Facebook, what you doing? Come on, you tweeting. I'm going to the bathroom right now. I'll be right back. Like I need to know that. Every time you go out to eat, I'm going to this place. Check in. Go on that place. Check in. Come on. That's TMI, too much information. I don't need to know all that. I bless you. But write down, record. Make a record. Write down. Write down the things that God has revealed to you in prayer. Review them frequently, remembering that it is only by his grace that you're able to grow in him. I'm going to leave us with this scripture and I'm closing this morning. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16. It says, let us come boldly To the throne of our gracious God. One version said, to the throne of grace. There will be, oh, there will receive, there we will receive his mercy. We will find grace to help us when we are in need of it most. God is saying, come to him today. The road of resolution, if you want to keep it fresh this morning, it starts with God. I don't know what your relationship is like. I want you to put on moving forward. Amen. let's put that, that, that song on play that lowly. Low, low, because we're going to move forward this morning. If we're going to travel down this road of resolution, it starts with God. It ends with him. It starts with him. And so I'm challenging you this morning. I don't know what your year has been. I don't know what you came into. Amen. I came into a a rough part this year myself. Just turn that down for me. Just a little bit. I came into a rough spot this year. Some of you know, some of you didn't know, my wife and I, we suffered a miscarriage during the Christmas vacation. I I have every reason to be depressed. Every reason in my flesh to, to be upset, to be angry, to be frustrated. But I said, God, you are so good that even in the midst of loss, I'm still gaining. Even in the midst of pain, I'm still victorious. The Lord giveth, and the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. If I can go through a situation like that and still have a smile on my face, this ain't no fake smile, this is the real joint, this is a real smile. And still have joy in my heart. It's still pressing on. I know you can press on too. I know that God has great things in store for you. And no matter what life throws our way, because God never promised life to be perfect. He said, In this world, you will have trouble. He said, It's a guarantee. It's a prophecy. So you don't want to receive that prophetic word. You don't get a house. You don't get a car. God going to bless you. Turn around seven times, stop your is coming out. But God says, you will have trouble. I don't receive that word. The devil's a liar. I'm blessed coming out and going, and I'm not going through that. No, 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 no. But yes, 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 yes. That's the promise of God, too. You will have trouble. You will go through stuff. And I don't know what 2012, you coming to this new year, I don't know what it bought you. I don't know what you came home from. Some of you are happy to be back at school. I can tell. Like, woo. Thank you, I'm back, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. I don't have to deal with those. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, I see some of your faces. You're happy to be back. Like, thank you, Lord. I couldn't wait to pack up and leave, and that's okay. And that's okay. I guess we know who the individuals are. <laughs> Good to see you back. <laughs> but you know, I don't know. I don't know what. I don't know what 2012 has brought you this year. But as this being the last week of this month, January, today is January the 29th. Two days from now, January will be gone. Can you believe we'll be in the month of February already? We'll be in February already. Counting down. Counting down in 2012. Don't leave this month. Don't leave today without reaffirming your relationship with God. I don't care if you said the sinner's prayer, I don't care if you never. Connected to God. This is your time to do it today. This is the time to make a renewed commitment to him. I'm a pastor and I renewed my commitment to God this month. Because you can never get to a place where you can coast with God. Just like I can't coast in my marriage. I have to invest. I have to spend time. I have to keep it fresh. I got to keep it new. Same thing in your relationship with God. You have to keep it fresh. You have to invest. You have to keep it new. So I'm challenging you this morning. I'm asking you all to bow your heads. If you're going to move forward on the road of resolution, God is calling us to renew ourselves this morning. If we are going to go and experience the seven R's so that we can have success this morning, it starts with reaffirming our relationship with God. And so I don't know where you stand this morning. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what happened this morning. Amen. But I believe God is calling you this morning. I believe I preached the way I did passionately, because God loves you passionately. He loves you with an everlasting love. And he does not want you to leave the same way you have come in this place in Jesus' name.